This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello and welcome to Health and Living with me, Lim Su. And now for many older adults, aging in place at home is the ideal as it provides um, them with a sense of familiarity. It helps them to maintain their independence for as long as possible. But it can be challenging for older adults who um, potentially have or develop mobility or perhaps even cognitive challenges as they age. And this is where we see um, a great role for technology to step in. So on this episode of Healthy Aging, Professor Dr. Dr. Tepe Lee, who is the Director of the Jaron Technology Laboratory at Monash University, Malaysia, joins me to share more about um, the work that she and her team does, as well as how she sees Jaron Tech helping older adults um, in their homes as well. Thank you so much for joining me today, Prof. Day. Thank you for having me, Suyang. Now, I want to start with, I guess, quite a big question, right? But what exactly is Jaron Technology? Well, um, according to the International Society for Gerent Technology, ISG, Gerent Technology is a word-bearing gerontology, which is the scientific study of aging, and also the word technology that refers to the development and implementations of technological products, services, and physical environment. So Gerent Technology relates to designing technology and environment for independent living and also social participations of older people in good health, comfort and safety. So the core of Gerent Technology focuses on the impact of technologies within the five domains of human activities. Uh, the first one is health and self-esteem. That means we are looking at technology supporting physical, cognitive and emotional functioning of older people. Mm-hmm. Second point is housing and daily living that we are looking at technology supporting independence, convenience, and also safety of daily activities among the older adults. The third point is very important, mobility and transport, that we're looking at technology supporting personal mobility of older people. And the fourth one is communications and governance, that are all the um, technology like smartphone, uh, sensors, that is used to monitor uh, functional status of older people. And the last one is work and leisure, that we're looking at how technology can support seniors to continue their work and also to perform educational and recreational activities. Mm. From your perspective, you know, we've, we've, we've both mentioned the, the, the need for independence, right? Why is that so important as older adults continue to age? So globally, the proportion of older adults, um, 60 years and above, has been increasing and the number is projected to increase from 1.4 billion in 2030 to 2 billion in 2050. So um, according to the recent statistic, 2023, the Department of Statistics Malaysia observed that Malaysia's aging population is growing Mm -hmm. at a faster rate, like 15% of our population will be above the uh, 65 years old by 2050. So even though Malaysians live longer, the population is not necessarily living in a kind of better health. Mm. So the period of largely independent and healthy living is what we call a health span. So uh, independence is definitely very important. And companies are recognizing the huge implications of longer lifespan and also health span and also opportunities in healthcare, transport, finance, education, housing and technology. Mm. But serving the needs of longer health span is very different. Mm. So new products and services, giant technology will emerge in all domains 
uh, including health and wellness. Mm. So, um, Jaring technology is very important at times like this. Uh, it is very important to develop practical solutions and it's very important for rapid scaling and translations of solutions for the aging communities. So the work we do is looking at how technology could help the aging community, uh, what we can do to help them. And it's not about solving all the problems of aging, but we'll be improving the life of older people. Hmm. So I always say that uh, because I'm from the school of business, business school, and people will ask me, oh, what are you doing in gerontology? And they will always associate with uh, health and medical. Hmm. But it is not about disease. It is about seamless integration of activities and also engagement that are enabled by technology and not just around health, but all the things that bring a smile on older people who can chase their dreams, have fun, contribute and achieve meaning in their life. Because when we talk about healthy aging, it's not just about their physical health, right? We want to look at the big picture. We want them to have that social support, that 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 good well-being overall. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, um, could you share a bit about the work that the German Technology Lab at Monash is doing? Um, you know, what sort of um areas? I guess the 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 five different impacts of um technology are you looking at? Uh, yeah. So, um. I personally, with my team, will want to build a world where many older adults will be mentally sharp mm-hmm. through AI and uh, smart technology, and also physically secure with post-retirement employment, and physically fit through mobility, uh, in functional health, and from muscle strength to build environment. Uh, so we have uh, designed and developed the smartphone home system. Mm-hmm. It's an IoT assistive technology that provides a portable and convenient home experience for older adults. So at that time, um, we did, we started the project in 2014. Mm. We leveraged on the new fuel communication, NSA-enabled technology, and also Bluetooth Low Energy BLE enabled Raspberry Pi to develop the smartphone home application. So this application does not require an internet connections, mm. uh, which are regarded as costly and inconvenient for older adults. So this application enables a tap-to-connect interaction between the physical world and also the virtual world with the use of the NFC-enabled smartphone and also a photo interface. Mm. So what we do is the senior just need to tap their phone on a picture and this picture is their for example, their living room or their master bedroom, and to activate, turn on and off on the home appliances. So, uh, because it, this will also um, resolve um, language issue, communication issue where, you know, there are language barrel and also memory issue. So, looking at the photo, they will recognize their home physical environment and they can actually uh, switch on and off lights or turn on their movie program. So for those who are not tech savvy, mm. uh, they can view our video demonstration or call for on-site support to assist them in a setup and explanation. Uh, we have done the kind of mock where we actually color-coded the wiring. Mm. Like this is a blue and blue and um, yellow with yellow so that they can actually fix and set up their uh, setup box at home. Uh, right away for those that are not smartphone users. Hmm. How um how widely has this been used? This pro- the smart home uh, this the smart home system. We actually did not uh commercialize it. Mm. Uh, we were using design science thinking approach to develop the system where there are uh, multiple phases where we have this 
uh, first version and then we take it out to the potential user to collect feedback and then we come back to the uh, the box and, and redesign everything according to the feedback and then there are multiple iterations until we are satisfied with this design and also to look into um, coming out with affordable uh, device as well. Mm. Why specifically, I guess, develop this sort of um, uh, smartphone home system, right? I guess, what are the, the, the issues, the challenges that you're trying to help older adults with? Uh, at that time, we're looking at technology mm-hmm. and then um, smartphone was beginning to come out in our day-to-day life. So we don't want someone to purchase additional device extra. Mm-hmm. So we want to leverage on the, the, the smartphone itself to come uh, to do to develop a new product for uh, home users. Yeah. So just now you mentioned about mobility and movement. So mm-hmm. uh, I would like to just add on that in Malaysia, uh, everyday objects like homes and communities are not orgi- originally designed with longevity in mind. Mm-hmm. So they often have obstacles uh, to movement, safety, independence, and even socializing. So uh, the area there where we can all also focus on safety, strength, balance, uh, fitness and independence and mobility. We also have one project that to support aging in place. So we come up with this soft robotics um, uh, that employ embodied AI. Mm-hmm. Okay, we have classical AI and embodied AI. So we are utilizing embodied AI to develop an in-house teleoperator human-sized soft service robot that can perform object retrieval tasks with a soft report. So we are collaborating with Monash University of Australia uh, and within Monash, we 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 work with engineers. So uh, we look at how you know technology adoption of this soft service robot among the seniors and among the occupational therapists as well. So we also have a team of researchers uh, from the School of Engineering who have developed Ambulate Me, an exoskeleton to support the human body by sending simulation signals to the muscle to enable the limbs to perform a particular motion. Mm. So the device is able to detect weak muscles and also to send calculated simulation signals to the muscles. Um, the recent project that I'm heavily involved is a mobility project. We mm-hmm. are working on a five-year longitudinal study uh, to examine the awareness, perceptions, needs and behaviour of seniors across different levels of cognitive frailty to help uncover insights into the determinants that encourage the acceptance and also mitigate the resistance towards the mobility interventions to improve um, their mobility. Uh, so this project is part of the large multidisciplinary project called Ageless Research Program. Mm. Uh, we have two parts. We develop the outdoor mobility app, which is what we call Tickney app. And we received the uh, prize in the recent Innovative Aging Conference. Um, we also have the indoor mobility part, where because indoor mobility is the ability to perform activities of daily living like walking, standing, sitting and other movement. So limited indoor mobility can lead to an increased fall risk and also reduce quality of life. So therefore, improving indoor mobility is very important for seniors and people with mobility challenge to engage in their daily activities. So of course, steering technology have great potential to support mm. needs um, in their housing and living, but this all require careful selections mm-hmm. to ensure all the products fit their needs. Mm-hmm. So example of assistive technology includes a home care bed, shower commode chair, reclining wheelchair, 
So we collaborate with iElder, a company in this study to assess the effectiveness of assistive technology to support indoor mobility of the seniors. And the findings of this study will potentially identify the gaps in the product design and also to provide practical recommendations for the designers, caregivers and also researchers. Mm, all right. Um, we do have to go for a quick break now, Prof. And when we come back, I'll continue this discussion. There's so many interesting um, things that you mentioned there that I want to follow up on. On the show with me today is Professor Dr. Tepe Lee, Director of the German Technology Laboratory at Monash University in Malaysia. You are listening to an episode of Healthy Aging, so keep it here on Health and Living, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Health and Living with me, Lim Su An. It is an episode of our Healthy Aging series. And today we're taking a bit of a pivot to not talk about physical health specifically, but we want to look at how technology can help older adults to age in place, how technology can help improve their quality of life, you know, their well-being. And as my, our guest today said earlier, the health span of an individual, right? And so joining me on the show today is Professor Dr. Tepe Lee, Director of the Jaren Technology Lab at Monash University, Malaysia. Um, Prof. Before the break, you were sharing a lot of interesting projects that you and your team have worked on across um, in, in the past few years. Um, if I could play a bit of a devil's advocate, right? I mean, a lot of these uh, mobility solutions, it's about helping people who have mobility issues. But could it also, um, you know, prevent older adults who are more able, who 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 and encourage them to sort of re over-rely on these apps and not, you know, move around as much? So interestingly, mobility devices have different phases. Mm. Uh, so I would like to um, maybe share my my own father's experience. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, my my father lived into his seventies, but he did not experience a um, significantly longer health span. Mm. So before seventies, he was using smartphone and tablets in his daily li living, and he was driving. Um, Starting in his 70s, he endured hospitalizations and pain. And he had mobility challenge in which he needed to walk with a walking cane um, and because he still have muscles. But eventually, he had to move to using rollator mm. and sit in a wheelchair um, and also sleep on a home care bed. So he, he still continued to use smartphone um, as part of his daily life, but he needed other giant technology to support his personal mobility. So in, in Malaysia, older people live in different settings and locations like apartment, house, residential community. So some older adults can live independently. Some are coping with their health and mobility challenges um, and some are serving as a caregiver for someone. So um, one of the key concerns uh, shared by many seniors in our research is the fear of falling. So falls are a common occurrence for older adults. Mm -hmm. so a careful analysis of home environment can reduce the risk of fall. And uh, in the States, they have this National Association of Home Builders mm -hmm. that use a program called Certified Aging in Place Specialist to support the, uh, the professionals and technical skills and also business management in the area of aging in place. So such programs should be provided to support aging in place in Malaysia. So um, technology has great potential to support people. Mm -hmm. uh, we have walking canes, we have shovel commode, we have wheelchair, with tilt and reclining wheelchairs, different types of wheelchairs. Um, we have digital home assistant. So smart home monitoring system can provide information about home-based activities to family members and healthcare professionals. It is also important for the senior 
uh, a home user to understand how system works, what kind of information is collected, and who can access to that information. And another space we are talking about is domotics that can be used mm. for automation, uh, security, and entertainment. So in our robotic study, uh, seniors have preference for what they would want to be certain of reliability if they will they have to rely on to perform some tasks, and and they want to have easy interaction with the technologies. So some simple digital home assistant like Google Home and Amazon Echo, they are increasingly popular. Mm. Um, so this technology are voice commanded and easy to use for seniors. I've seen um, my some of my aunties using it to remind them to take medicine mm. because at home, right, you can set the timer. And then um, and this app, they, they are not specifically designed for specific capability, capabilities and limitations of seniors. So from design perspective, uh, we we know that seniors they vary in social economic status like income, education, and financial security. So we cannot assume all seniors have technology experience and easy access to technology. So we need to consider their social economic status and physical environment to understand and to predict technology adoptions and to recommend the the right technology for them. Mm. So would you say that right now then a lot of this technology is m- largely more adopted by people in urban and, and I guess upper or higher middle income um, communities then? Yeah, so of course in, in the studies um, people have been saying that um, people um, seniors in the rural area they adopt technology less mm. uh, but, but then I think the process of aging is multi-dimensional mm-hmm. and generally involves physical um, psychological social and environment and of course uh, economic changes so if we consider aging from a broad perspective it is often associated with a change in social role mm-hmm. like for example becoming a retiree or becoming a caregiver to an older partner, or a change in living arrangement, like moving from a smaller, moving to a smaller house, uh, or more manageable housing. So this will actually um, related to your technology adoptions and also your own uh, chronic illness and also functional impairment. But I want to highlight that generic technology are not general general technology. Mm. In users will adopt right away. So for example, a phone you need a phone to call and contact people. So if you buy a phone, you can learn how to use it and you use it in the public. Mm-hmm. Your image and your sto- um, your social status will not change because you use a phone. But for gerund technology, like walking cane, uh, for, preven- uh, for, for prevention uh, sensor, mm-hmm. it's the first time the user needs to use it. Mm. So it will take a while for them to accept that they will need it and they will need to first learn what is this item, what do I need to use it, how to use it, and does it change my social status, like mm. old or being disabled, and also who will teach me, right, or mm. who will do it for me. Like, for example, caregiver, they take vital sign of the seniors. So we have a lot of these products, like, you know, taking vital sign, but they are not the one that the, the real user, uh, the caregiver are the one that are using it. And the, the next question is, who will pay for that? Mm. Right? Some of the technology are not uh, paid by themselves, but paid by their children. Mm. Yeah. 
Mm. Um, it's interesting you mentioned about the the acceptance of it, right? Because it's you you talk about I guess it it's essentially older adults admitting that they need this sort of um help and aid. I guess what have you observed? You know, do you find that that's very difficult to talk to them about it? That okay, this is actually going to help them. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not a sign that you know, uh, they they can't do things. Yeah. So um, attitude might be the targeted issue mm-hmm. right but this can be solved through training and interventions mm-hmm. to encourage the use and adoptions uh i, I strongly believe that technology training um could reduce technology anxiety mm-hmm. because and get them to be familiarized with the devices and then uh part of the learning process um and then you also will need to provide enough training and practice so the seniors feel and have the opportunity to express mastery, right? Technology use and adoptions appears to be uh, largely predicted by two factors, which mm-hmm. is the extent to which older adults perceive the technology as useful and the extent to which older adults perceive the technology as easy to use. Mm. So uh, technology comfort and cognitive ability are these important predictors of technology use and attitude. But I am a strong believer of thought behavior model, FBM model, which shows that three elements must converge at the same moment for a behavior to occur. That means for an individual to use the technology. So these three elements are motivation, abilities, and a prompt, a trigger. All right. So in this um, FBM model, um, behavior is a product of three factors, motivation, ability, and trigger. And um, I'll give you one example. Mm-hmm. For those who need glasses, all right, and for those who need hearing aids. Mm. There's this motivation for older adults to wear hearing aid is very low, but they are okay to wear glasses. So the needs are the same, but the motivation are different. All right, so we need three motivation, um, needs, and also trigger. Mm. For glasses, yeah. I think so many of us are used to seeing other people wear it, right? Whereas with hearing aids, I think they don't want to be seen as, as struggling with certain things. Yes, so so this is a very important part we need to look at, you know, um, to, to use it to analyze this kind of persuasive technology. Uh, how can you get users to be comfortable of using that technology? Mm. Um, you also mentioned caregivers earlier, Prof Day, you know, um, what? how do you see the role of gerontech, you know, especially at home, fitting in with the role of a caregiver, you know, would, would using that, would using technology in everyday life sort of remove the need of caregivers or do you see it more as a um, supportive uh, symbiotic relationship? I definitely think that the role of caregiver is very important. The technology is there to support them instead of to replace them, mm. right? Um, so we are expecting to develop new products and services that are more community-based instead of institution-based. Mm. And then from general to personalized, from healthcare to well-being care, mm. and transition from interventional to preventional. So this is our goal in terms of that technology. Yeah. Uh, I would like to add on, on the questions that you mentioned about the gaps. Mm. So uh, I would like to throw a question to you. If you observe a big tree, mm-hmm. the tree expands to dozens of limbs of hundreds of branches and twigs and in leaf. Mm. So we can associate branches with old growth, leaf with new growth and flowering on, on, the, on the leaf. But most companies, they do not see leaf and twigs and branches. They just see a tree. 
So they can age like 60 years old with diabetes. And then everyone over that age is that segment. So many great ideas for serving the Jaren technology market have failed because they approached the market with this age-only segmentation. So they, they decided to create a product for one age group consumer, but that is just one limb on a really big tree. So with longer health span, we cannot lump people together as one demographic. We need to reset our language and our thinking to understand the, the market better. So we need to think about Jaren technology as you know, using stage, not just age. We need to understand and segment our user and customer needs and to decide how best to market to them. Mm. Yeah, so I think this is very important. So I want to give you an example. This is not really on technology, but it's, it's one good example of Nike. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, Nike decided to expand their strategy to address the needs of their older athletes, mm -hmm. okay, made out of the 10% of their company's sales. So they don't call their customer as older athlete, but they call them athlete forever. And then when they market the product, they don't say for older um, runner. Mm. They use the word slow runner. So slow runner can be anyone, right? So this is the brilliant side of, you know, how they tackle their longevity market. Mm. And it's also, I guess, addressing the stigma, right? Because some, some of the older adults might not want to, you know, sort of admit that they are older. <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. And of, of course, I also want to share my example. So the first time I was a caregiver for my late father, mm -hmm. I was 38 years old. And I'm now a caregiver for my mother mm -hmm. in my 40s. However, no one ever marketed their products and services to me. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can see that there's, there's this gap there. And on a separate note, user and purchaser have different opinions. Mm -hmm. So for example, I personally think that my mother needs a hearing aid, mm -hmm. but my mother rejected the technology, <laughs> citing that she does not need it. So even though hearing aid is a good and useful product, but it is quite challenging to, to convince the real user to use it. Mm. So um, we, we think that we need to close this gap in Jaren technology to include a platform that supports uh, families to curate information resources and to navigate this care. So we need to redesign media and advertising when addressing this longevity market, even to the intergenerational markets. Yeah. Mm. Um, something that we only touched on a bit earlier, Prof Day, which is about um, the cognitive decline right for and, and I guess that's a huge public health concern these days for older adults who develop symptoms of dementia how do you see gerund technology also helping that segment of people because we're talking about challenges in terms of we're, we're talking about cognitive challenges right will that make acceptance of technology a bit more challenging yeah I think dementia is one of the major health concerns among older adults and Alzheimer's disease is an um, progressive brain disorder. Mm that slowly destroy memory and thinking skills and eventually um, the ability to carry out simple tasks. So uh, while dementia is a common as people grow older, but it's not a it's not normal part of aging actually. Mm. So I'm not sure you have heard of an app called Timeless App. So this app, Timeless, mm -hmm. was founded by Emma Young when she was 16 years old. So it's, it is an easy to use app for Alzheimer's patient to remember events uh, stay connected and also engage with friends and family and to recognize people through AI uh, facial recognition technology. Uh, so this app have three types of users. Mm. The Alzheimer's patient itself, the caregiver and the family and friends around it. Uh, so AMA has this long-term vision to use Timeless as a research platform to collect data on mobile usage. So by monitoring and tracking a non-Alzheimer's patient, the Alzheimer's 
patient's activities, uh, navigations, eye movement, and etc. Um, they think that they believe that they can find signs of Alzheimer's and they could use machine learning algorithms to detect Alzheimer's disease earlier. And this will actually help to uh, release you know, the, the, the stress and the cause of carrying the Alzheimer's. So in Malaysia, um, we, some years ago, um, with this app called ReCollection, mm-hmm. it's a mobile app developed by Maxis. Um, and this app helped the seniors to revisit the memories that capture on the phone. So it's also useful for dementia and Alzheimer's patients. Um, there's another uh, platform by Care Concept. Care Concept app enables family members to keep track of their elders through this digital diary. So we can leverage on technology to uh, make, you know, to improve the life of Alzheimer's disease, disease uh, patients, but then we cannot remove the role of caregiver for Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. Hmm. It it's really uh, goes back to the the fact that these apps can help improve things. They are there to support, but they're not there to replace. Right? It's a matter of finding what works for you and your family. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. As a takeaway message to our listeners, what would you say to someone, I guess, who wants to take that step, right, to introduce some sort of tech, some sort of gerund tech into their home for older family members, but are perhaps a bit worried or don't know what what they can do? I guess, what would you advise them? We set up the Gerund Technology Lab at Monash. So this lab that we, we lead has new research program on IT, innovation, thought leadership, and also to foster engagement and increase awareness among government and business circles on different mod, different dimensions that impact the aging society, like social, economic, healthcare, and productivity. Our key priority is AI and data science, uh, better governance policy and sustainable development. So many of these research projects we do serve a community purpose, mm-hmm. such as enhancing um, the aging community, whereby many seniors can sustain mental alertness to AI and smart technology, help them to remain financially secure through employment after retirement, and also to enhance their physical fitness through improving mobility and muscular strength through their functional health exercise and also technological support like uh, soft robotics and uh, exoskeleton. Mm. Yeah, so there are different types of technology that can support uh, health span, Mm -hmm. like um, financial freedom and stability. So technology can allow more financial freedom and security in the face of longevity. So businesses can leverage on experience and skills of mature talents. Um, we need to give them chance to come back to the society to work. And then, of course, we uh, can leverage on AI and digital markers, like mm. biomarkers, okay, where uh, we wear on our wearables to mm. capture our health data. So these are good tools for you to monitor yourself. And then uh, we have advanced technology that allows screening of numerous uh, vital signs at home without engaging dedicated uh, personnel or using multiple devices. And then I would like a lot of this service provider to come together to build an ecosystem, all right, so that um, they can actually use the services without much problem. So for example, we have uh, IMS Healthcare. They are providing uh, integrated health technology and solutions for seniors. But then seniors have um, difficulties to go to their place mm. and tools. so they can partner with Thermal Malaysia who provide these uh, transport services 
and you can kind of package it as well. So I also can um, encourage like Grab, the business leader, to think about um, providing transport services for older adults who can work but cannot drive to work. You know, yeah. So I, I would like to see that whole ecosystem on that because giant technology on its own is not enough to make a minimum meaningful change. Mm. So we um, have to work hand in hand together to solve the problem on the level of technology and also on the level of society. We need to we need uh, both fronts to effect the change on that skill. So uh, we need new institutions new regulatory bodies, new decision-making bodies. So uh, we can plan and implement technology on different phases, different trials, right? And then we can learn the lesson from that. Yeah. Mm. On that note, thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Prof. Thank you for having me. I've been speaking to Professor Dr. Tepe Lee, Director of Jaron Technology Laboratory at Monash University, Malaysia. I'm Lim Suen, and this has been Health and Living, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.